Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, what's up, everybody? John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors Weekly Podcast post-round one edition. As the Warriors, they handle the Nuggets as we record this on Thursday morning. Warriors in five as they beat the Nuggets last night at Chase Center. They come back in the fourth quarter. 102-98, the final Warrior Steiny trailed by eight going to the fourth quarter. Looked like it was a little bit dicey, and maybe they were going to have to head back to Denver for a game six, but uh, a ramped-up defensive effort in the fourth quarter for the Warriors. Gary Payton the second making a significant impact for the second time in five games, both offensively and defensively. And I think, Steiny, the Warriors just right off the top – avert what would have been maybe a little bit of a disaster if they had dropped that game last night and, and had to go back to Denver and, and play a game six. Yeah, and that's why I was a little surprised because it, it felt like they came out, I don't want to say flat, but they didn't seem to have a sense of urgency. And the one thing I was thinking about is there's no way these guys want to go back to Denver. There's just no way. And so I figured they'd probably come out and try to set a tone really early, but I, but I think he got it. I think you got to give the Nuggets some credit. I thought they got better over the course of the series. And it's one of those where if it were a best of nine, you know, <laughs> I think be four, they might be 4 eh, I don't know about 4-4, four, four, but they, they seem to be learning more and more about the Warriors and figure, figuring some stuff out. Um, but, it, you know, in the end, I just think the Warriors had too many. They just have too much firepower for them, even though I get it, last night's game was low scoring. But the fact that, you know, the biggest shot of the night's made by Gary Payton the second. The three-pointer was a killer for the Nuggets. Um, they're still in it at that point. They're actually playing real good defense. They get the they get the ball in the hands of the guy they want to shoot, probably. And it's not even in his normal corner spot that he really likes. I guess you got to kind of live with that if you're Denver. Um, but yeah, he was he was terrific. He really was couple of things here. I, I thought early in the game, and then we can get into Peyton. I, I thought early in the game, the Warriors, because the, the crowd was so juiced and they were back at home, and I, it was almost as if they were going for the home run in the first quarter. And they started out hot from, from three. They, they made a couple of threes early, and, and it had a little bit of that feel like, oh, this might be more like the first three games where the Warriors are just going to shoot a blistering percentage and yeah, they're going to do other things well over the course of the game that we're going to talk about. But if they're going to shoot a blistering percentage like like this, I think they were three for four at one point. I think they were four for six or seven at one point from three. And then they went cold really for for 
chunks of the night aside from Steph Curry and and Gary Payton the second. But it felt almost as if they were again. I know Steve Kerr said this after game four, almost trying a little too hard early to go for the knockout blow rather than rather than just playing. But I'm with you on the on the Nuggets. The Nuggets did hang in. You knew they weren't going to just punk out and and quit. I, I don't think a Michael Malone team would do that. I don't think a, a Nikola Jokic led team would do that. Uh, but two games in this series to bring it back to Peyton. Two games in this series. If the Warriors don't get the offensive production that they get from him. In addition to what they got from everybody else in some of these games, they might not have won game three or game five if Gary Payton doesn't hit three threes in each game. No, you're right. And it's funny because I went back this morning and looked at some of the stories at the beginning of the year because I remember that there was something going on with Payton and Avery Bradley. And I went back to a story in The Athletic by Marcus Thompson, who said that the Warrior veteran players wanted Avery Bradley, particularly Curry. And Mm -hmm. I remember when the Warriors waived Avery Bradley and and people were saying, why why are we waving Avery Bradley? Great defender, great defender. And then they ended up keeping – Peyton, though it and then it, he and then he went to the days. Lakers and had a good game in the first game of the year against the Warriors. That's right. That's and, right. And everybody was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And then it took but a couple games to flip. I keep I, that's been in my head since the game ended last night, thinking of, "Huh, well, this is why you don't let players be general managers." <laughs> and then, of course, I thought about Kyrie, right. who's going to manage the situation with the uh, with with Sean Marks. And I, I, I always come back to that interview that Joe Lacob did on 95-7, the game, when he was asked about the veterans and their input. And he was, uh, yeah, we take their input, but, and he said, they're just players hmm. at the end of the day. And, you know, good for him. Good for him. Uh, because they made the right decision. Whatever the decision was with Gary Payton II, they made the right one, no doubt. Yeah, they did because he's a firm member of the rotation. And I know there's a few things I still want to get to about the Nugget series, but just as a quick one-off on Peyton, if the Warriors play Memphis, they're going to need him on John Morant, I think, a lot in this series. But I'm not sure how they get to that. I know there's Poole and Curry and, and even Clay Thompson. I don't, I don't think you want really any of those three on John Morant at all. I know they've put Wiggins on him in the past. And then I don't and, know about Wiggins even now. Well, and, and then okay, and then the question becomes who? I I know we got maybe a week or two to talk about Memphis, uh, but just they're going to need Peyton in the next series, maybe as much or more as they needed him in this series. You would think. You would think the the one thing, and may, maybe I'm wrong about Gary Payton the second, but it feels like, and I'm. It doesn't seem like the Warriors use him in like a shutdown defender mode. In other words, I don't think they put Peyton on a guy and say, "See if you can lock him up." Again, I might be wrong because he because you know this all remains to be seen. But I feel like if you put Peyton on a really good player too much, he will get in foul trouble because he's just so aggressive defensively. So I think they're going to have to pick their spots if they use Peyton the second on 
John Morant. But he's you're you know it's funny, JD, and and you, you think you're right about a lot of stuff, and you're wrong. Yeah. I think I said a week or two ago. Well, Poole's got to be in that finishing lineup now, right? I mean, he's got to be. And yeah. everyone's thinking, yeah, definitely, he has to. Well, he wasn't last night. Oh, Jordan Poole you- didn't play in crunch time. He got on the floor late to make a couple foul shots if he needed. But Peyton and Porter were the players that Kerr used in money time last night. So that that's very interesting to me. Well, and I also think it it goes to something that, that Steve Kerr's telegraphed at the end of the season when he said, hey, this this team could have different starting lineups from yep. game to game, series to series, and and different rotations from game to game or or from series to series, and, and not so much necessarily the rotation. He pretty much played nine or ten in, in all of these games. I know Bielitsa less as the series went on. Kaminga got a little more run as the series went on. They had to deal with not having Iguodala a couple of times uh, in, in this series. So that's something to sort of file away for, for later on as they get ready for Memphis or Minnesota or Phoenix or Dallas or whoever the heck they're going to play right. eventually down the line. Uh, but as far as, as far as just last night goes and the series goes, it, it just goes to show, cause I could sense there was some frustration from the warrior fan base last night, just at how difficult it was to end it almost as if, even in the series, they'd been a little bit spoiled for how easily the Warriors were having their way in the first two games and almost expecting, well, wait a minute, this is the pool party. This is this is Steph and Clay, and, and they're all going to score 25-30 a night, and they're going to make 16-23s, to 23s, and it's 2015-16 all over again, just in a different iteration. Right. As the series went on, I think the one thing that the Warriors learned, I think the one thing that that we in the media learned, I think one thing that the fan base learned, and look, we already kind of knew it, but it's been 1,073 days since the Warriors won a a playoff series. Winning a playoff series is hard, and you're going to have to do it a bunch of different ways. And last night, I think, is a perfect example of, all right, Gary Payton was rolling, Jordan Poole wasn't. They needed his defense. Otto Porter played more than Andrew Wiggins last night right. overall, let alone in the fourth quarter. You need to have options for different situations, maybe not for an entire series, but that lineup last night earned the Warriors, along with Curry going off, a, a quarter of their victory total in a series where you got to win four. No doubt. And, you know, I and I kind of want to get into this, too, before we go much further because it's a big thing is – I got to tell you, I I just don't – I don't know why he started that lineup. Yes. I don't don't get it, and I'm going to – I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he starts the Memphis series like that. And I know that the Warriors are going to play small a lot in that series, or let's say more than Denver, um, because I can't believe Memphis is going to play Steven Adams – and to me, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not dominant enough that they're going to have to defend him with a with a real big big. I think they can get away with Draymond, obviously. But you know, I go back to that old Popovich thing, and I I believe this. You know, when he when he moved Ginobili to the bench, he said, you know, it's just kind of hard to get three scores going in the first eight minutes of a game. 
Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili. And I said, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it just does. And then get your third score in a little later and take one out and make the overlap a little shorter. So I'm, I was surprised. I, I was surprised he went with that lineup. And if he goes with it in Memphis, I'll be even more surprised. Yeah, Honestly, there was no, I, I'm with you. And here, here's where I came out on it. I, I thought, I thought the one thing we knew after game four was Steph Curry was going to start At, three games in a row where Curry had played well. They, they lost game four in Denver it was time for Steph Curry to go back into the starting lineup. I think everybody would would agree with that. So the question then became, is Jordan Poole going to the bench or is Kevon Looney going to the bench when, when you make that move to put Curry in? I thought going into last night, for last night only, Looney was going to be the guy because in essence, you could make the case you're going to play your five best players at the beginning of the game in an attempt to try and close out the series. Right. Like that's been the best group for this this Warriors team to this point in the series. You're going to start that way. You're going to keep pool in. You're going to get Curry back in. You take Looney out. Maybe you let Looney deal with DeMarcus Cousins, who nobody could deal with DeMarcus Cousins. Right. Uh, last night. But that was sort of my thought was you bring Looney in off the bench. Maybe he matches up with Cousins a little bit. And, and that takes away an area where the Nuggets have been successful. Well, Cousins really hurt the Warriors a lot in the, in the series, especially last night. The, where where, I, where you lost me, though, was you start Steph and Poole and Clay and Wiggins and Draymond, and then your first sub in four minutes into the game is Looney. And I'm thinking, well, wait right. a minute. That tells me that tells me that it was almost cosmetic that, that, that why you started that lineup, because you immediately it was like, all right, you're getting Curry back in. You're letting Poole say he started. And then, and then you're immediately four minutes into the game going back to the lineup that you really wanted to start <laughs> with Looney and the other four guys. And then you kind of adjust everything from there. It felt to me, I'm, and I'm just being 100% with you, it felt cosmetic to me. It felt like, hey, Looney can handle it. Maybe Poole can or can't, or you just can't risk the, the adjustment for Poole mentally you don't want that to screw him up for a, a game or two now at the back end of a of a playoff series. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just it was odd to me. And I'm with you. I feel like going into the next series, Jordan Poole, once they have a few days to practice the new combinations, I think he's going back to the bench. I think Looney starts. And maybe at some point in that series they they flip it back the other way, but it was it was odd the way that it played out with Looney being the first sub in in each half. And in the second half, it was even quicker. In the second right. half, I think it was four minutes in in the first half. It was three minutes in in the second half because the Warriors were were getting beat by, by that lineup and getting in some trouble early in that third quarter. Yeah, I mean, the logical question is, huh, why, why did he feel the need to start Poole? And then you say, well, maybe they know that Poole, I don't want to say – they'll lose him, but maybe they just know that, that he's in a comfort zone starting and, and it's, it's best for him. It's best for the team. But then I always come back to the other thing where I think, well, this guy's in his third year. If they're kind of mol trying to mollify him in a playoff series, because they're worried that if he doesn't start, they may not get as much out of him. 
well that that's a problem too and that thing's gonna that'll resurface at some point you know what i mean sure so i and you know the other thing is not not to get too far ahead of ourselves but we all know jordan pool's due for an extension and okay if he gets the extension for a lot of money is he coming off the bench at 20 plus million he, he almost because, has to because right? clay's like clay's back offensively i think or, or pretty damn close defensively man curry's not going anywhere so you know i think the i think the question the warriors are gonna have to ask themselves is can these three guys play together 25 20 minutes a game at least because they're gonna have to and I, I, you know, it's also kind of funny how, you know, that that dream lineup turns out not to be much of a dream lineup at all. At least in this series, um, that their their well, three guard lineup. So, but first two games it was, and and really, I mean, parts the last three games not as much. I mean, it wasn't well, it wasn't like it flopped. No, but it was not. Don't anybody dare compare it. To, the Hamptons five or that. Yeah. Yes. Cause it's not even close because that team was phenomenal defensively and almost as good offensively. But these guys, the, the personnel on this, that five man unit cannot possibly be as good defensively. They just can't the- worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One of the interesting things to me as the series went on was the Nuggets, I think, made more of an attempt to take Jordan Poole away. Like Curry had four incredible games. The last four, Curry was awesome. And, and right. he was he was Curry and he was back 
And Clay Thompson, what the first four games, Clay Thompson was was really good. He didn't shoot it well last night. And the Warriors just kind of you know plotted and 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 they you know, ground their way through the, the game last night. And they got the help from Peyton because but but it it seemed like the Nuggets made a conscious effort after Poole had killed him in the first three to make him the guy to take away. Curry still did his thing. Clay kind of did his thing, but even just taking Poole away a little bit, and they took him away a lot in, in game four and game five, but that made the Warriors seemingly more vulnerable, even with Curry and Clay Thompson playing at a high level. Curry both games, Clay Thompson in, in game four, along with Curry. Yeah, I, you know, when I look back at their great teams with Durant, and I think I think you and I used to talk about this. So they had Steph, Clay, Durant, and Draymond. And if two of those guys played well, the Warriors were going to win any more than that, and they were going to win big. But they could still be competitive with like one and a half guys playing good. <laughs> and sometimes even one guy playing well could carry them. They were that good because they were they were good defensively, but this team, you got to factor in, you know, Jordan pools, a young player. He, he, he's going to have games where he's not scoring 20. Okay. Well now you're down to Curry and clay. And if one of those guys isn't playing well, or sh I should say shooting well, well now they're in trouble because now they need now, now it, now they put the pressure on Wiggins to get 18 on 10 shots. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So their, their room for error, obviously, is, is much less with, with this team. And I think the other thing with this team is, so you, you play Porter and you play Peyton the second, you know, big minutes in the fourth quarter. It worked out. Draymond on the floor, too. You have enough scoring. I mean, do you have enough scoring with that unit? Now, Peyton keeps knocking down open threes and Porter knocks down one out of two or two out of five. I think you can you can get away with it. But I when when people were talking about the the the, the three guard lineup, everybody was talking about defense, and of course, but you know, I look back at the Warriors at the beginning of the year, they had a lot of games where they they just didn't shoot the three well. They they would go on dry, dry stretches. So I, I actually worry about that small guard lineup scoring against a team like Memphis. If Memphis is throwing length at the, you know, on the exterior and, and making the Warriors forcing them inside the line and contesting threes that, you know, cause that's where I think they gotta, they gotta figure something out. Right. And, and the other part is, and it's an oversimplification, but you look at, at the series and, the Warriors, the games where the Warriors out hit the Nuggets from three, and they were vulnerable last night in a big time way. Clearly, the Warriors were, but the Warriors wind up hitting what 13 threes, and, and the Nuggets wind up hitting six. And that, you know, Denver just, if they had even a you know, mediocre shooting game from right. three as opposed to an awful, we'd be, we'd be talking about game six, and I'd be about to head to the airport here in a couple of hours. So yeah. it just, I mean, it's a little different. It's a little different conversation, but the one game the Nuggets won was the one game where they outshot the Warriors from three. So I think that's still for all of the platitudes and this guy did this and that guy did that. And, you know, at times it was a little bit like the old days in terms of the Warriors would would play great and they'd win a game and then we'd almost be hunting for all right what were the five like mini storylines when the truth is hey if 
they won, especially these first three games, more than anything because they made shots at an incredibly yeah. high level. They're leading the first round. I think it was 76-56, I believe, from uh, from three point range in the five in the five games. Looking at the, I think the, the first two games were ridiculous though, and the Warriors' percentage was incredible. Even last three. night was ridiculous. I mean, thirteen to six, the percentage wasn't wasn't great, but but they they doubled them up in terms right. of. In terms of but, overall, go ahead. But, jump in. but you know what? Uh, and that's the other thing that I, that Denver, you could just tell they 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 were starting to figure some things out. And and it, one of the things was just the commitment to getting shots inside. Now, and I don't mean you know just necessarily posting up Cousins, although Cousins did some damage inside. But I, I think they real. I think here's what I think: if if you've got a size advantage but you're shooting threes, it mitigates the size advantage because the rebounds tend to be longer rebounds. But when, you're, when your interior guy takes a little eight-footer, well, now you got a shot to just pound the glass with your big guys. And I don't know what the – it just felt like Denver was doing more and more of that. They kind of stayed committed to it. And it's one of those things that, you know – you can you can envision a scenario maybe where a team just wears the Warriors down in there, and and I don't I don't necessarily think it's it's specifically rebounding or specifically containing a guy in the low post or specifically, um, you know, double teaming somebody who's really great down there, but there is there is a size aspect that teams have to try to take advantage of with the Warriors, but it's 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 not it's easier said than done I think. It is, and I think that the other part to it is, and this is a great way to to wrap up the last you know five six minutes of this is what translates to the to the next series and and how the Warriors played early in the series, things maybe the Nuggets figured out. I I go back to Michael Malone in in Game Three and the the comment about the Warriors are in a Maserati and and we're in a Pinto. I think he telegraphed the fact that they were really going to try to, as you mentioned, slow the game down. Uh, even last night, he was talking about how the Warriors just kicked their ass in transition. And, and a right. lot of that was bad shots or turnovers and the Warriors get out on the move. And, and when the Warriors were in transition in the series, it was it was it was a boat race. I mean, it was done. Yeah. Like the, the Warriors were. just But in the half court, it was more even. I think clearly the Nuggets wanted to shoot fewer threes as the series went on. And, right. and as you mentioned, get the ball to Jokic, get the ball to Gordon inside. Gordon was casting off from three the first couple games. Then he got in the paint and got his ass on the board. And it 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 changed his game uh, a little bit. He also helped the Jordan Poole thing some. I mean, it, I kind of was, what what's going on with Gordon on Poole? But he, he did okay uh, as... Right as the series went on uh, against Jordan Poole a, a little bit. And I think uh, that's something that, you know, if it's Memphis, you know, they're going to have a couple guys who can, who can try to do that um, against Memphis. I'm, I'm actually, you know, assuming it's Memphis, I think it's going to be a tough series for the Warriors. And I get it. Memphis has shown some inexperience, but they win that first series. You know, it's like, okay, now yeah. let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even though it is the Warriors, I feel like they'll they'll definitely benefit from that first series. I mean, the bottom line is Memphis has has more players who can guard the Warriors perimeter players than Denver had. And it's it's kind of significant. 
And they also have a player that as of now, I'm not convinced the Warriors can can shut down. And maybe that shutdown's too strong, but you know, can, can they get John Moran under control? Because do they have somebody who can guard him? Because he, I'll tell you what, he, you know, yeah, the dunk was unbelievable, but he is, he can get to the rim. He can, he's got a little floater game. You know, I get it. He's a completely different player in a lot of ways than a guy like Trey Young. But do the Warriors have a series in him against John Morant, kind of similar to what Miami did to Trey Young? Because if they do, and obviously I, I, I don't believe they can do it to the extent Miami did it to Trey Young, um, because Trey Young's smaller, and I just think Job Morant's more more kind of explosive. But you know, can can they do that to Job Morant over the course of a series? And I I don't know. I mean, I really don't know if they can. Yeah, I I, I think it's a it's a key question, and then and then the defensive effort of. Memphis. Memphis has size. I know Jaron Jackson Jr. finds his way. I think he just picked up two fouls while we were talking for game six tomorrow. <laughs> Came and out of the if, womb with three. Yeah. I mean, that so I think there, I mean, there's areas where the Warriors can, I think, exploit him. And and look, fouls were a big part of this series. The Warriors weren't and, really fouling early, and then they were foul, and, and then that allowed the Nuggets are, to play slower. And fouls are a big part of the Memphis-Minnesota series, too. Um, we're seeing a lot of that. You know, the one thing that I think, you know, I do I know specifically? No, but I think Iguodala might be done, like, for the rest of the playoffs. Possible. I mean, you know, we, we had Dr. Panja on last night, and he said when it went from a neck spasm to a cervical disc, he said that's a cause for concern. So I don't know. I mean, I, that that's a scary one. I, I've actually had a couple neck surgeries, and if if, it, if it's what I think it is, he he cannot you cannot play through that. Well, and and it it also became it became an issue of, and and we saw this during the regular season. Iguodala can give you a few games, and then something pops up, right. and then you shut him down, and then he gets to a point where he feels okay, but then he goes and he plays a game again, and right. You know, even if it isn't something as serious where it requires surgery, it's just something that's a pain in the ass to play with. Right. It, it can he he can only give you two games to every you know, and then he's got to miss four or you right. know, the, like in the playoffs. Like, how can you be a great factor if that's going to be? And 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 then what do you do if you're the Warriors? Because for the most part, Steve Kerr he gave Kaminga some minutes in Game Four. He gave him five minutes last night. He's He's Basically, going with Otto Porter, he, plain he, and simple. They absorb the Iguodala minutes with the other players not named Kaminga. Correct. And I look, I I think I think we're finding some things out about Kaminga. You know, as to you know, whenever you hear a coach say, "Well, listen, all he's got to do is he's he's got to run the floor, he's got to rebound, and you know, he's got to try to change some shots." Well, you know what? You know what that means? That means he's not running the floor. That means he's not changing shots and he's not rebounding. That's what it means. And so I, I think it, it just feels to me like the Warriors, he's going to rely on Porter. He, I think he's going to go and, and, but Porter's a little iffy too. I could see Porter getting banged up over the course of a long playoff, but you know, I, 
I did think it was interesting that Porter and and uh, Peyton the second played most of the fourth quarter because you know it shows you too that Kerr's not afraid to make a move and maybe hurt a feeling or two. That's the one thing we've seen over his tenure in in the last in his ten year tenure. Um, you know, I know I know Wiggins is a nice guy. That doesn't make it easy to take him out of the you know to play Porter more than him over the course of a game. It doesn't. And you have to not have feelings, you know, be afraid to hurt feelings in, in those kinds of situations. And I think, look, it's one game out of a out of a five game series where right. that gave the Warriors the best chance to close out that series to meet the, the physicality and just kind of the grit and grind that the that the Nuggets were trying to put on it as the as the thing went on in an attempt to to hang in and just and just stay alive in the series. So, all right, final thought here Memphis or Minnesota uh they're going to play game 6 tomorrow and then the Warriors are going to figure out are they flying to Memphis on Saturday or are they going to have to wait around and see what happens on Sunday and you never know maybe maybe the T-Wolves are able to pull off a, a couple of wins I mean the, the Timberwolves you could make the case I know they're down 3-2 but you could make the case that they've been the better team in the series for more time on the floor right and you could also make the case it wouldn't. It's not after seeing the first five games. It ain't crazy to assume Minnesota could win the last two. Um, but as I look at that series, the Warriors will have a golden opportunity to take Game One, regardless of who the opponent is. Because if Memphis plays tomorrow in Minnesota and they beat them, well, guess what? They got to fly to Memphis on the heels of a six-game series with one day off. You know, yeah. and and not if even it's 48 Minnesota, hours between correct, the two games. Correct. And if if, you know, we, we go to seven in that series, well, then the Warriors are going to go to Minnesota after Minnesota flies back from Memphis with a, just one day off, I believe. Yeah. Um, if Tuesday, I'm not would be the, Tuesday would be the game one if they have to play a game. Memphis, seven. Yeah. Memphis or Minnesota is only getting one day off after that series finishes. And the Warriors are now done until game one. So game one is going to be a golden opportunity for the Warriors, whether it's at home or at Memphis, I think. All right, good stuff, Steiny. Uh, we'll let you run. When we know the Warriors' opponent, we'll try and do a, a preview pod uh, for that series. And then I think the plan's going to be uh, following each game in the next round, uh, Memphis or Minnesota, we'll have a pod out uh, either that night or maybe the next morning after each game of the the semifinal series. So good stuff, Steiny. I'll let you get ready for your show. We'll uh, we'll talk again here after we know who the winner is of uh, Memphis and Minnesota. Good stuff, my man. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hyundai. 